first. Welcome to Thirst with Cheryl, a podcast making biblical truths plain. I'm your host, Cheryl Tyner, and today we're discussing trust and believe. This podcast is meant to be a sip, a basic overview. Let's jump right in and begin with prayer. Speak, Daddy, your servants are listening. Increase you, decrease me. Open all ears to hear, hearts to receive. Give listeners revelation, light, or an aha moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Our spiritual house made of living stones is completed. And remember, these living stones include every born-again believer. Now, we are in the house not to just chill and sit back, but to operate in the gifts that God has blessed us with and to do it all for his glory. When you move into a new home, you go to work to make your house a better place to live. You may decorate it, etc., but most definitely you secure any openings to prevent unwanted pests or protection from thieves. Likewise, in your spiritual house, you work on increasing your intimacy with Christ by reading, studying, and meditating on the word. He will give you the wisdom how to live more comfortably as well as sealing those cracks where pests, i.e. demonic spirits, can creep in. Now prayerfully, you've got it by now. You are delving into our basic tool for instruction on how to live, the Bible. You are not only reading the Bible, but you are also doing what the Bible suggests about your situations, challenges, and dilemmas. You are a doer of the word, not a hearer only. And this will help strengthen your foundation in Christ, i.e. your spiritual house. So there are two things that are imperative to exist confidently in our spiritual house and to improve our spiritual walk with Christ. Number one, faith. The Living Bible says that faith is confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. It is the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us even though we cannot see it up ahead. To clarify this definition, I looked up the words assurance and certainty. Assurance means promise and certainty means something that is reliable and true. So let's insert these meanings in the definition of faith. Faith is the confident promise that something we want is going to happen. It is reliable and true that what we hope for is waiting for us, even though we cannot see it ahead. You see, we have to have faith because it is impossible to please God without faith. Hebrews 11 and 6, the NLT version says, it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So in summary, we have to have faith. We have to trust and believe that God is, God exists, and that he rewards those who seek him. Number two, prayer. Merriam-Webster defines prayer as an address, such as a petition, to God. The biblical definition of prayer is communication with God. We communicate by praising him, confessing our sins before him, thanking him, and asking for our needs and desires. However, some people, Christian and non-Christian, have a habit of always asking God for something when they pray. Now, 
It's okay to ask, but sometimes why not just praise him or thank him for another day? Check this example out. Have you ever known someone when you see them coming, you say to yourself, Oh Lord, here she comes again, wonder what she wants now. You see, you say this because this person always comes around only when she wants something. She never comes just to see how you're doing. Sounds a little self-centered, doesn't it? Well, need I say more? So to reiterate, the biblical definition of prayer is communication with God. We communicate by praising Him, confessing our sin before Him, thanking Him, and asking Him for our needs and desires. It includes all of these, not just the asking. And the more time you spend with God, the more your intimacy grows with God. Consider this. When you first started dating that guy who is now your husband, how did you know you wanted to spend the rest of your life with him? Or what about your high school or college buddy who is now your bestie? How did you become best friends? You spent time with them and got to know them. Well, your father wants you to spend time with him as well. Now, prayer is not going to God crying and snotting and telling him, all the things that are going on in your life, what this person did to you, what that person did to you. He already knows what's going on. Remember, he's your creator. He is omniscient. He's all-knowing. Therefore, let's cut to the chase and find out what God says in his word about your challenge or situation. Remember, previously, we discussed the Bible being a basic tool for instruction. So your answer is in there. If you do not know where to find it in the scriptures, Google it. Then, when you find the scripture, remind God about it. In other words, say someone pissed you off and did you wrong. Find the scripture about how to deal with someone who wronged you. And use your mouth to remind God. Say something like this. God, you said in Romans 12 and 19 that vengeance is yours and you will repay. Then you have to trust and believe that God will take care of it. And believe me, God will do just that. Remember, God's word is his covenant with us. Take advantage of God's promises. Think about it like this. You paid your mortgage on the second of the month, and the bank imposed a late charge to your monthly mortgage bill. You pull out your mortgage contract and you see that the late charge will only be applied after the 15th of the month. So what do you do? You call the mortgage company and open up your mouth and let them know that what the contract says and that they were wrong. Isaiah 43 and 26, the New King James Version says, Put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. You viewed your contract. You found your answer regarding the late charge and opened your mouth to remind the mortgage company. Likewise, you find what it says in the word of God about your situation, you open up your mouth, and you remind God about it in prayer. Now, make no mistake, it's not that God forgets his word. He already knows what he has said, but he wants to make sure that you remember, or even he wants to know if you know what he has said. Now, Hosea 4 and 6a says, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. You got to open up the Bible to see what's in it. And remember, 
what you don't know will, in fact, hurt you. So there you have it. Two things that are imperative for our spiritual walk with Christ. Faith and prayer. When we go to God with his word, it builds our faith. It shows that we are standing on his promises. Daily prayer will invite God into our lives and help us establish a deeper trust. Remember, faith is the confident promise that something we want is going to happen. It is reliable and true that what we hope for is waiting for us, even though we cannot see it ahead. Now, anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that God exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. You have to have faith in the word of God, which is the truth. You can pray all you want, but if you don't use the word of God, you're on your own. Trust and believe. At the end of each podcast session, I want to remind each listener of two scriptures. Hebrews 2 and 1, the NIV version says, We must pay the most careful attention to what we have just heard so that we do not drift away. And 2 Timothy 3, 16-17, the NIV version says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God, which is you and me, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. You've been listening to Thirst with Cheryl. We look forward to you joining us again next week for more biblical truths made plain and simple. 